0: Today's episode, I am using my coffee chat that I filmed this morning because I thought it was a lot of great information. So you're going to hear me talking to people that are watching the live and referring to things that are much more visual than should be on a podcast. But you do have the opportunity to head over to YouTube and watch the video version as well. So enjoy this episode and I will see you on the next one. Good morning. Welcome back to Coffee and Colorful Conversation. Happy Wednesday. Welcome, welcome on this beautiful Wednesday morning. Um, I hope to have some people live today. I have a good one coming on determining your natural level. So the reason that I chose this topic for today is one of my members posted in our private member Facebook group, showing a result of a color that she did. And she said, what do you, where do you think that I went wrong? And the, the regrowth was much lighter than the mids and ends. It was much warmer than the mids and ends. And she had done the math equation that I share when I teach people how to formulate, which was the right thing to do. But what happened was she overshot what the natural level was which is her starting point. So I want you to imagine you're going somewhere new and you get in your car and you have the address that you're going to, but you don't have an address of where you're coming from. You know, you're, you're just on some street, some random side street, and you have the address that you want to go to, but you don't know where you're starting from. Or if you're in a foreign country and you have a map and you're looking at the map and you know you need to get on at a certain stop on public transportation, but you don't know Where you are on the map. I know my husband has handed me the map sometimes and said, "Here, help me with this." And I'm like, "But where are we? Where where is the starting point?" Right. So I think that with hair color, we tend to get into this comfort zone of, you know, oh, I I kind of know where I'm where I'm starting, or not even realizing you need to know where you're starting from. I think that is maybe more of what I see more often is people not knowing they need to know where they're starting from. So with formulation, if you over or undershoot that natural level, you know, where is their natural level lying of of what, you know, the hair color that they were born with that hasn't been colored, you know, a lot of people tend to see it deeper than it really is or lighter than it really is. So in this case, um, this member had said, you know, I think that she's a two and so I used a level 10. So it made sense if the person really was a 2 to use such a high level to get her lift it but here's the issue when you're lifting more than two levels you're always going to get into some trouble with unwanted warmth so that's number 1 number 2 is because color doesn't lift color the color that's previously been tinted you know from here all the way to her ends is going to remain the color that it started out the process being. It's not going to change because artificial color cannot lift artificial color lighter. So I want you to write that down if you didn't realize that, because that was one of my first lessons as a colorist that I didn't know that ran me into a lot of trouble with someone's hair that I did, because I was like, why didn't the middle and the ends get the same color as the roots? I just couldn't understand that. Um, so that all that being said, because she said that the client was a two, she formulated for her being a two. When I looked at the photo, and again, it's hard to tell by a photo, but when I looked at the photo, I said, I don't think she's a two. I think she's more like a four. So in any math equation, you know, 10 plus two divided by two is always going to be different than 10 plus four divided by two. So it sounds like such a simple thing like, oh, I said she's a two, but she's really a four. What's the big deal? The big deal is that 10 plus 4 divided by 2 is what 10 plus 4 divided by 2 you come to what number and i know there's a little bit of a delay so so play with me today i want you to i want you to weigh in on what that what that looks like waiting waiting i'm not giving the answers away not because i'm um, being cute. It's because I hate math. No, I'm kidding. I know the answer. Thank you, Julie, for playing. So you're going to reach a seven. So when you think that you're reaching a five or a six, but you really reach a seven, you're reaching a completely different level on your level finder of where you're going to land in hair color. So I have, I only have 40,000 of these level finders, but don't have one here. Hold on. I might have one in my, in my side thing here. Let's see, bring it up on here. Here we go. So look at the difference between five, six, and seven on that level finder and look at it against the hair. When you look at the middle of that strand, The middle of that strand is one shade. The top of the strand is another shade and the bottom of the strand is another shade. So that we also deal with that, right? We deal with all different colors. Artificial color can be difficult to look at on a level finder because it has tonality that may be different from the tonality that the level lands at. What does that mean? So, you know, a natural level seven is going to look a lot different than an artificially colored level seven. So something that I like to do that has helped me a lot in determining my natural level is to turn the photo into black and white because it's so much clearer what level everything is when everything has no color. You can see the depth of level from one to 10 versus the tonality that can throw you off. So that's a fun trick. And then you might think, well how do i do that you know if you don't know how it can seem complicated but it's super simple so i have a little quick video but i also want to show you on how to do it so i use an iphone i don't have um, an android but i know you can do this on both phones so unless you have and you probably can do it on a blackberry i don't even know if anybody still has a blackberry but if you don't have an android or an iphone i would google you know how do you turn an image black and white But on the iPhone, it's very simple. So edit. Okay, that's good. It doesn't have to be completely black and white when you change it. You just want to reduce the saturation of color. So when you go through those things in your phone, you're going to click on edit and you're going to slide it over and you'll see the color desaturating the entire time you're scrolling. You just want it to be less color. It doesn't have to be completely black and white because then you can kind of get lost there where it's like so so monochromatic that you really can't see the difference. Um, But I found that to be super helpful in finding the level. I also find it helpful to put it in the back of your client's head and part their hair and kind of push up Do I have a doll head here? now. Kind of push up the hair and place the level finder in where there's light going through. Anybody who you smash their hair, their hair's always dirty when they come to see us, right? Lucky us. They always come with greasy, dirty hair. And everything's going to look one or two levels deeper than it really is if it's dirty and oily and greasy. And if it's flat against the head it's going to look two levels deeper than it really is. When there's light passing through it and you really lift it up, you're like, oh, wow, she's really actually a six. I thought she was a four. And again, math, eight plus, you know, eight plus four is one thing. Eight plus six is another. So having that tool, that level finder, let me grab one. I'm sure you guys have seen it a million times when I share it on here. It took me a really long time to get this created and in my hand, all kinds of back and forth with proofing and the color not being quite right and all of the things. But now that it's here, I'm getting so much amazing feedback from people saying, oh my gosh, where has this been my whole life? Because you can see see and understand remaining pigment contribution. This is what comes out in the hair when you're lightening hair. So when someone says to me, she just wants to be one level lighter and super cool, and I say, I want to wear a bikini to the beach today and have six-pack abs, but it's not going to happen. And no matter how much money I have or want to pay for it, I'm not going to have six-pack abs. I have to work at it and do the work. So same thing with this. The hair is only going to do so much. And when you're taking somebody more than two levels, you're going to get warmth, I mean, all you have to do is look at this and say, okay, what's going to happen if I go to, you know, if I take her to from a sort of four, from a four to a five, very warm and deeper orange, a five to a six, brighter orange, a six to a seven, like a papaya orange, seven to eight, still warm. The only place you don't get into any trouble is at nine and 10. And by then there's rarely any pigment left in the hair at all. And you're lucky if it even holds a tone because everything has been pulled out of it. So you have your black, your, you know, I hate to say black, but your levels one and two that aren't going to show a lot of warmth and you have your nine and 10, but everywhere in between every single level in between is going to be warm. I have people write to me and they'll say, I'm terrified to use blue or green hair color. And I'm like, oh my gosh, did you find green hair color? Send me a couple cases of it because we need more green in our hair color. We're not given enough green in our hair color because human error. You know, hair color companies don't trust us to use our judgment and use it properly. And they're afraid that we're going to turn people green because we don't really understand what we're using. But if we're lightening hair from dark, to lighter, and you're gonna be landing in that red zone. You need you truly do need green. So a lot of times I find myself creating a green at a level that I don't have it provided to me from my manufacturer. And now you may be saying, Well, how the heck do you do that? Who somebody's gonna be on here? I know Julie's on here. Someone's gonna be on here that's a member that's gonna know the answer like that. Other people are gonna be like, wait, what? So how do you think you could create green if your manufacturer doesn't provide it? Say you're doing something and you need a level six green and you're like, I have a blue violet, I have a blue, I have, you know, I don't even know what what other combinations, but you just don't have green. You know, I can't tell you how many people have written to me and said, I just don't have a green. And I'm like, we'll make it. So bo- both people who answered are members of the Insider. So prep. Proud mentor moment. My girls, they understand and they know it. So yellow and blue. So you take a yellow shade and a blue shade at the same level, mix equal parts, and now you have your green that you need it. So do not be afraid of green. You should be so lucky that it's so green that it's going to turn the hair green because most times it's not. And remember, hair color has different levels of saturation depending on the level of lightness and darkness. So the pigment at a level one is going to be much heavier than the pigment at a level 10. Level 10, that tube or bottle of color is doing all the work of the lifting. So it has more lightening ability than depositing ability. So when we try to cover gray 100% with a level 10, which was another question I had yesterday, why is it not covering? It's not meant to. Level 10 is meant to lift what's natural in there to become lighter. It's not meant to deepen and deposit enough to cover gray. That's not what a level 10 was created for. So these are the things you have to understand. Stop trying to make hair color do the impossible. You are going to only end up frustrated. Your client is going to end up frustrated because you promised her the world, and now you're under-delivering because you didn't really understand what your limitations were. So respect the product, respect the chemistry of the product, and really understand what it is you're trying to do. So people will say to me, well, what do you do if they want to be super blonde and have their gray covered? And I say, that's when I will say to my client, what matters more to you? Would you rather have 100%, not a single gray in sight coverage, like solid coverage, and be a little deeper of a blonde? Or would you rather be Pam Anderson, you know, super pale, pale blonde, and you don't care if your silver is mixed in there because the silver could be seen as platinum at that point. So it's having that conversation and that give and take with your client where you're not saying no, you're saying realistically, this is how hair color works. And Don't get it twisted. I don't want you going into a hair color lesson because people take it too far and they're sharing too much with their clients. They're telling them exactly how color works and they're getting into ammonia and alkalinity and pH. No, 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 no. When is the last time your doctor explained to you the pH of one of your body parts when they were doing a test on you? It's never going to happen because they consider themselves the expert and the authority and they don't really care if you understand the why behind what they're doing. Why as a hairstylist do we always feel like we have to over over inform our guests and make them part of things every step of the way? Right before I jumped on here, I'm on Facebook and I see a woman saying, do you think that High Lift will get my client light enough? She doesn't want bleach. My God, if I had a $5 bill for every time I read that on social... I'm like, I've been doing color for 35 years. I have never had a client tell me what I can and cannot use on their hair. It's never happened. My nieces are here visiting right now. We were talking about their hair. They normally go to our salon, to Jess, who I talk about all the time on here, who took my place behind the chair and they couldn't get in with her. She was sick and they went to somebody else and they said, you know, it's funny. We sat in this girl's chair And we didn't even think about telling her what we wanted. We just assumed she knew what to do because that's how we are when we're in Jess's chair. So I teach my colorists how to show that confidence where the client doesn't even have to open their mouth and the colorist knows what to do. Yes, we bring them into what's going to happen. We do not ask for permission. Hi, Jill, is it okay to use bleach on your hair today? Because I'm thinking you're really dark naturally, so I'm going to need a persulfate lightener to break through all that residual warmth. It's called RPC. It's remaining pigment contribution, and it's really a lot of orange. If you said any of those things to a client, she would be bolting out of your chair saying she forgot something in her car and leaving the building and never coming back. If they ever really understood how powerful the chemicals that we work with, they would not even want to be getting their hair done. If they really understood that we are destroying pheomelanin and pigment in their hair and it's never coming back, like it's, it's it's too much. You know, they don't need to know the how. They need to know that you have the confidence and skill to deliver them to where they want to go. That's all they need to know. So have the confidence, have, you know, the ability to have a conversation with them to make them feel comfortable, make them feel loved, make them feel like you've got it covered. Not in a way of like none of your, you know, you don't have to be cocky. Like I'm the professional. I know what I'm doing. That's not what I'm saying. That is not what I'm saying. It's saying, I hear you asking for this, That's awesome. I think that's a great idea. I think with your eye color and your skin color, that would be a great option. You know, do you want a bolder, you know, section in the front? Do you want to have like a more obvious money piece? Like those are the conversations you want to have. Not, do you mind if I use bleach on you or do you prefer high lift color? Stop it. That's not okay. It's not necessary. It's not okay. You're setting yourself up to create a Karen. We complain when we get a Karen in our chair. Karen didn't happen overnight. Karen's been stalking TikToks, reels, all of the things, getting way too much information from hairstylists that are teaching on social media platforms. They're teaching trying to reach other hairdressers so that they can become an educator. They're not realizing that their followers are their clients. So now we're over-educating the clients, and now the clients are getting, they're becoming like, you know, total color client zillas is the, is the only word I can think of where they're, they're over-informed and they know just enough to be dangerous and annoying. Cause like what I saw on TikTok this one did this in one step. Well, you know, they see the Jack Martin makeover and they see the before and the after not a single consumer has sat there and watched a gray transformation, an eight hour gray transformation. It's like when you watched, I'm showing my age, but back in the day, Phil Donahue would have a woman on who just had a tummy tuck and she looks amazing. And then he would show a video and he would preface it with, if you get easily nauseous or dizzy or whatever, make sure you seat it down, You know, turn your head if you get nauseous with blood. And he shows them literally squeezing this woman's skin down and filleting her like a fish that just got caught on the side of a boat. And I was like, oh, oh my God, like I loved... The after, I loved the, the result, but I'm like, once I saw the how, I was like, oh my God, I will, I will leave my little flabby belly alone. So don't do that. Don't over inform and tell the client you know, if you said, we're gonna be, you know, removing all the viamelanin that God gave you in your hair, we're going to be stripping it away and bringing you to the palest yellow blonde, where you're going to lack moisture and integrity in your hair, it's going to become completely fragile where you can't swim, you can't go under in chlorine, and you can't be in salt water and not shampoo your hair, and you have to put protein back in. it. If you had that conversation, there would be so many less blondes on the planet. So understand where you're starting, understand what that means to where you're going, and understand how to get there. If you're struggling with the results in your color, the top three things that are going wrong are improper formulation. Numero uno is the problem. You're not properly formulating. The second problem is lazy application. I'm very passionate about that one because I see it all day every day. It didn't cover. I need to change my color line. No, you need to take your damn time. Stop swiping the color on where you're wiping it off as you're putting it on. Stop taking sections the size of a Jolly Rancher in between uh, pieces. It has to be thin and see-through. You should be able to read a newspaper through your section when you're applying a retouch. Thin, thin sections, and you want to cross-check your work. If you're applying vertically, which I highly recommend, after you've gone through the whole entire head, you want to go back horizontally and go back through. I guarantee you, you missed at least three sections of that hair that didn't get fully saturated. So, improper formulation, lazy application. What do you think the third thing is out of the top three? You either formulated improperly, you applied it lazy and sloppy, and you didn't put enough product on because you're trying to save money. I get it, color is expensive. What do you think the third thing is out of the top three things that could possibly be going wrong? And it's something that people don't even realize is a thing. And it's such a simple fix, especially where gray coverage is concerned or lightning is concerned. Yes. I don't know who answered. It just says Facebook user because I'm on StreamYard, but it says not on long enough. And Michael, Michael, I did get your email. I apologize. I didn't get back to you yesterday. I have company, but I will be getting back to you. Um, uh, we can't, we can't not have you in the membership. I miss you already. Um, hi Nat. Good to see you. So yes, timing. So manufacturers say, you know, 25 minutes, 30 minutes, whatever the manufacturer says, they are trying to be competitive with other colors. I've seen this cause I've switched colors so many times in my 35 years so they're like if we say 25 minutes, somebody's going to pick us because hairdressers are like chop chop they want to get to the next client. So if they're like, "Oh, ours is 25 minutes, you know, you can be done in 25." Of course, you're going to pick that because you want to be efficient. But 25 minutes sometimes is not enough. When you understand how color works, you know that it's depositing, lifting, depositing, lifting, depositing, depositing, lifting. So if you cut it short, You either cut short some of the deposit or you cut short some of the lift depending on where you cut it off. So stop doing that. Explain to the client when they're getting antsy and they're looking at their watch, you say to them, do you want your color to last a full five or six weeks in between services? Do you want your gray to be completely covered and look amazing? You have to sit still for another five minutes. So most times the minimum that I would do on a gray coverage is 35 minutes The maximum was 45 minutes. So after 45 minutes, you're not really getting anything more. 45 minutes, you're exhausting at all. But 45 minutes sometimes is necessary. So rather than go to your additives and your double ends and all of these things to try to get that you know, better coverage, just leave it on longer. Sometimes that's the answer is just leaving it on longer, especially with your double process blondes. People say, well, I left it on for, you know, 30 minutes and da, da, da. And it's like canary yellow. I'm like, next time, leave it on 75 minutes. As long as it's moist, it's going to keep lifting, especially if you're doing it with a lower volume developer. And that's a whole other class of, you know, low and slow is going to last longer than high volume is going to burn out. So you guys got a lot on this coffee chat today, Um, a lot of good information, and there's always more where that came from. Um, I hope that you'll follow the podcast, Ask the Color Expert. It's on iTunes and Spotify and anywhere that you listen to podcasts. Please take the time to leave a review. It really does a lot for us podcasters to be seen and noticed on the platforms. Otherwise, I'm just talking to myself. Um, So take the time to review that. And as always, I will be here on um, our coffee chat Wednesday mornings at 10 a.m. And I do have some exciting things coming up, including an in-person event. So save the dates, October, the weekend of October 15th. If you're interested, please save that date. More info will be coming soon. And everyone have a great, amazing rest of your week. And I will see you next week. Thank you for listening to the Ask the Color Expert podcast. Please subscribe and be sure to leave a review. For more information on hair color education, please visit my website, www.expertcolorsolutions.com. See you soon.